Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. April 17, 2019, the Whistleblower Protection Edition. First up, we'll start with that story that the EU, as reported by the BBC, the EU gives high-level protection to whistleblowers in a new law approved by the European Parliament. It shields whistleblowers from retaliation. It creates safe channels to allow them to report breaches of EU law. It's the first time whistleblowers have been given EU-wide protection, and the ru- although rules have been previously in place in EU member states, result there is a vast difference in approach. So the new law says that there will be a high level of protection given to whistleblowers. So we'll see how that plays out, but certainly a welcome addition from the EU. Next up, in an article that frankly surprised me, the uh, SFO, Serious Fraud Office in England, was excoriated by the Financial Times in an article by Patrick Jenkins Uh, as he said that the watchdogs are backing away from GSK and Rolls-Royce and said that the SFO hit a low point in February when its head said she was closing the office's two largest graft cases, Uh, although he does know that the banks are under continued regulatory scrutiny through the Financial Conduct Authority. Uh, Typically, you don't see the SFO excoriated by the Financial Times, but uh, they certainly uh, got an earful on this one. Next up, I know you'll be shocked, just shocked to know there's ongoing graft probes in India, but Uber uh, is one of those companies that is facing uh, an ongoing probe around graft in India, and the Economic Times in India uh, published an article about the number of companies who've come to uh, basically FCPA scrutiny for, for their actions in India. So this includes Uber, which is under investigation, Stryker fined $7.8 million, Cognizant Technologies fined $28 million, and Allaire fined $13 million. Uh, what does that say about uh, Indians? Well, um, it appears that many in the process have their hands out and or companies are paying them. But uh, I know that shocks you going forward. And finally, an article from Dick Casson. Uh, over on the uh, FCPA blog, a really interesting piece where he used the Uber uh, SEC disclosure last week, which talked about a two-year-old FCPA investigation in five countries, including India, Indonesia, and Malaysia. Uh, And he started with Uber's contention that uh, the investigations were for, quote, small payments to police in Indonesia, end quote. Uh, He did note that Uber did not say what the payments were for or how small they were, but he used it really as an explanation to talk about the facilitation payment uh, exception uh, in the FCPA and what companies needed to do to fall within that uh, exception going forward. It's a great review of facilitation payments. Uh, If you haven't uh, looked at that for a while, I would suggest you take a look because it's something that continues to bedevil many companies. And this Uber case, uh, although given uh, Uber's operating strategies, may not fall under the facilitation payment exception. As you may know, we've had several new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. One of those includes Popcorn and Compliance, where Jay Rosen and I take a look at compliance through the lens of movies, both current, contemporary movies, and classic movies. 
We recently premiered two new shows on the Compliance Podcast Network in Modern Medium. Paris Fox takes a look at how you go through the process of designing art and why it's so important for the compliance practitioner to utilize these skills in their communications with their uh, employees. In Forensically Speaking, Jonathan Marks helps you understand the forensic side of compliance.